Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. When we last checked in on our beloved, Pace and company were gearing up for free agency and laying down the groundwork for the 2016 NFL Draft and the upcoming 2016 season. What positions did the Bears address, and were they upgrades or downgrades? All of this and so much more on the Free Agency Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. April Fool's Day, boys and girls, but, um, you know, I've never really been one to, to partake in the uh, in the practice of uh, April Fool's jokes. Uh, I don't know, that's just never been me, but uh, nonetheless, no, no pranks, no jokes, no nothing, it's just me. Back again with a brand new episode of the Chicago Bears Review, our free agency review episode uh of the show it's been uh been a little while been about a month or so since last we uh last we spoke and as i said in the intro we were gearing up for free agency we had a bunch of targets i talked about a lot of people i was just actually looking at the list that i typed out uh, for that show there were about a dozen or so names on it and you know how many of those names the bear signed one just one. The first guy on the list, Danny Trevathan, but we'll talk about that there uh, in a minute. But, you know, Malik Jackson, Tayshaw Gibson, Janoris Jenkins, those were all guys that I thought would help out uh, with the Bears, and uh, they are all playing for other teams. So uh, what are you going to do? But anyway, um, nonetheless, what the Bears have done uh, with, their free agents, uh, with their free agency period has been uh, – significant uh, for a few reasons number one because they filled some holes and number two um because um you know it, it's it sends a really good message these guys aren't signing these epic you know gra- cash grabbing kind of uh kind of deals uh trevathan's contract was the richest one like i said we'll get to those uh in just a minute but i i think that you know when i start talking about the players and I start talking about the numbers as far as what they signed for and how long uh, and things like that. It, it, it kind of becomes clear when you look at these numbers, especially considering that the Bears were number three in the entire league in salary cap space. Uh, $60 million or somewhere like 59.5, something crazy like that. $60 million um, in, in, in cap, pay, cap space going into uh, free agency. And the fact that even after signing as many people as we have, the Bears are, I think, are still in the top five with remaining salary cap space at about twenty-three or so uh, million dollars uh, between uh, you know. And I think you take about 
I think the I think the rookie contracts would be like five to eight million or something like that, as far as the contracts uh, to sign your rookie class are concerned, which would still leave the Bears somewhere in the mid to upper teens as far as salary cap space uh, being available, or maybe the twenty three million is what it is after you set aside your rookie contract money. Maybe that's maybe it's closer to thirty, but it's twenty three after the rookie contracts. We'll see. Who knows? But. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm liking what the Bears are doing so far. The guys that we've signed away from other teams, the guys that we've kept, and of course, we've got an opinion or two about the guys that uh, a got away and b the ones that we did let go. So, lots of stuff to cover and um, some other uh, other things. Uh, one thing that I do want to announce uh, next weekend. Probably Saturday, Sunday, I'll be releasing the show, uh, our draft preview episode. Be about uh, two, three weeks before the actual draft uh, in Chicago once again uh, this year. I believe the 28th of uh, of April, Thursday the 28th is when it uh, when it kicks off uh, in Chicago. So Friday the 28th, 29th, and 30th is when the draft will be taking place and. Um, we're going to have our good friend Scott Wright from DraftCountdown.com back on the show. We'll ask him lots of questions, um, how he thought, how he thought, being the draft guru, uh, how he thought the Bears rookie class performed last year, what kind of grade would he give him, you know, how does he see, you know, what kind of differences between the Bears approach to last year's draft and this year's draft does he see. And we'll talk about his latest mock draft, which actually just came out yesterday uh, on the 31st. Uh, on draftcountdown.com go ahead and check that out he also has uh, a podcast uh, of his own where he talks nothing but the nfl draft and prospects and all that kind of stuff i was just looking at his site before i uh before i logged on here to uh, talk to you guys so um definitely go ahead and uh, check that out and uh, scott wright will be on the show i am talking to him next friday so the show will be out next Friday, Saturday, somewhere uh, around the weekend to preview the draft. And then, of course, we'll do our best to get him back on the show after the draft to kind of do a review as we do here on the Chicago Bears review. So and then the other thing is one thing that I failed to mention and I feel like I'm I almost feel guilty about it, actually, is that pretty much since the beginning of last season in 2015, I have been a part of the football is america podcast uh part of the three-man team with myself and ron rugg who we've had on the show many times and uh kyle frank uh these these guys are are ex-military they're fantastic guys are hilarious uh if you ever want to listen to the show it's myself ron and kyle uh or a combination of the three you know sometimes kyle has to sit one out sometimes i can't make it uh and so on but it's usually Two of the three, if not all of us, are in there, and uh, it's getting to the, that time of the show where I actually came to know the guys a year ago, about about a year ago this time, when they were interviewing quote-unquote experts or fans, SB Nation people about their respective teams, and I was chosen as their Chicago Bears uh, guy Ron is a Chicago Bear fan has been a listener of the show for years started his own show and had and asked me to be a guest and uh, pretty much since they had me on last year I haven't left so they keep asking me back and now I'm you know part of the show so I want to spread that out to you guys it's a general NFL show so it's not just Bears so have to 
take the good with the bad, I suppose. But if you're interested in a in a good and interesting and fun uh, general NFL show, Football is America, and you get to listen to me, I'm back on on the show as well. So there I am on that. So go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, long overdue that I did something like that, but nonetheless, here it is. So footballisamerica.com, they have their own website. Check them out on iTunes. And uh, as Ron says in each and every episode, just about every piece of social media out there, we have a page or a, a link or whatever. So go ahead and check that out. Football is America. We're cranking out the uh, shows. We got one coming up this week. Our latest one, I think, just came out a couple days ago. So uh, lots. Of, and, we, you know, like I said, it's a general NFL show. We talk about whatever the, the pressing thing is going on in the NFL at the time. Like last week, uh, we talked about the uh, NFL rule changes. Uh, the politics. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast involved with the concussion thing and, and so on and so forth so lots of interesting uh topics that we do cover uh with the show so go ahead and give us a check uh check us out on uh on the uh football is america podcast now on to the point on to the issue at hand and that issue of course being our beloved chicago bears and what they've been doing with free agency this year they had big salary cap space a lot of holes that needed to be filled or positions that needed to be improved especially on the defensive side let's go ahead and take a look at what the bears have done so far in free agency And of course, that song is uh, it's called Check the Rhyme by Tribe Called Quest from what I think is the greatest hip hop album ever. The Low End Theory came out back in fall of 91, uh, I believe. Great year. Great year. I was only in eighth grade, but it's probably one of the coolest years of my childhood was eighth grade. Uh, I play that in tribute uh, to, uh, to Fife Dog, one of the members of the Tribe Called Quest passed away just recently complications from from diabetes a disease that pretty much ravaged his body he would look like a shell of himself uh, on the last few times that i saw him uh, on tv so just a quick tip of the cap to that guy uh, a big big part of my middle school and high school years with the low end theory and midnight Marauders, the two albums that came out uh, during that time and they're albums that i go back to all the time just because they're classics and because i was a big fan of rap growing up and rap music these days sucks and uh, you want to go back to when it was uh, 
when it was, even though they did a lot more sampling back then, there was something a lot more pure about rap back then. These guys had something to say, you know, whether it be a message about what was going on in society or just bragging to the world about why they were the dopest MC out there. Not like these fools out here in rap today who are, you know, uh, bragging about how rich they are, how many bitches they have or all the rest of that stuff. It's just ridiculous. And, and somehow these guys are rap stars and it's just it's not the same and i wish it was the way it was as far as the music is concerned so a quick tribute to the tribe and to fife rest in peace uh so now we move on and free agency period like i said the bears 59 million closer to 60 in cap space and holes to fill rooms for definite upgrade and the bears went out there and um you know it was kind of scary actually during that uh that that two to three day uh, legal tampering period. Uh, the Bears, of course, were the immediate front runners for Danny Trevathan. That was the one guy who came out and said during the Super Bowl uh, press conferences that, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be talking with the Bears, or I suspect that I will uh, when free agency starts, kind of thing. The legal tampering period comes out, and almost immediately there's some kind of, um, you know, rumors or press or tweets and things like that about the Bears reaching an agreement with Trevathan, and then there was some backtracking on it, seeing tweets from guys like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, the, the insider guys, saying that, oh, uh, the, the, t- the top uh, targets for Trevathan or the top suitors for Danny Trevathan are the Bears and the Falcons. And then there was this, this period where it looked like the Bears might actually not get Trevathan, but nonetheless, uh, when the actual signing day came along on the 9th, which was uh, three weeks ago, Danny Trevathan signed a four-year deal, $24 million, $12 million guaranteed uh, to become one of our middle linebackers or inside linebackers, uh, I should say, for our 3-4 our, uh, uh, defense. Then a day or two later, a, a, a very interesting addition, another inside linebacker, Jarrell Freeman, from the Indianapolis Colts, three years, $12 million, $6 million guaranteed to basically – stand side by side with Trevathan and we went from having you know Shea McClellan and Christian Jones and Jonathan Anderson and John Timu uh you know three of the three of the four guys that I just named were undrafted rookie free agents and a bust of a first round pick those were our inside linebackers uh last year and and one of the biggest holes we had on the defense was the interior, was the middle of the field, whether it be in coverage or, you know, each one of those guys had their own kind of specialty. One was better with the run than he was with the pass and, uh, and so on. And Trevathan and Freeman are good at both. I mean, I think Trevathan is better in pass coverage than he is against the run, but he's still solid with the run. And I think Freeman is, is the opposite. He's better against the run than he is against the pass, but he's still solid in pass coverage as well. Two Two huge upgrades for that middle uh, of the defense uh, for the Bears. And coincidentally, according to like Pro Football Focus or one of those websites like that with analytics, as far as the the inside linebackers of 2015, Jarrell Freeman and Danny Trevathan were two and three respectively behind Luke Keekley, who was who was, I think, runner-up to J.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year and is only two years removed from actually winning uh, the award. So as far as inside linebackers are concerned, we went from having two guys way at the bottom to two guys who were literally at the top. So a, a huge, huge addition, and signing the two of them only cost the Bears $36 million between the two of them, 
when last year we signed Pernell McPhee, who's a pass rusher, mind you, a more coveted position. But we signed we signed Pernell McPhee him, um, his, himself for thirty five million, and now we've shored up the middle of the field for at least the next three years uh, for 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 almost the same amount uh, of money, and we got two guys. Uh, to do it uh, the most interesting move also on the first day um, offensive tackle Bobby Massey from the Arizona Cardinals signed a three-year deal with the Bears 18 million 6.5 million guaranteed and here's what's significant signing Massey improved two positions at the same time because Massey was signed to be our brand new right tackle and Kyle Long our right tackle from last year who who made the Pro Bowl did a, a, a really good job, improved throughout the year, but obviously had a few uh, lacking moments, uh, giving up some big sacks and, and things like that, moves back to right guard. He goes back to right guard, so right tackle was, was just improved, which wasn't easy to do considering our right tackle last year was a pro bowler, and right guard gets improved because Kyle Long gets to go back to being a monster on the inside uh, of the offensive line. So we have... Massey, Long, Hironis Grasso, and Slauson uh, at guard, and then Charles Lino for now is our starting left tackle from right to left. It uh, that's that's a lot better than it was the last year. Uh, so I'm I'm guessing no more uh, uh, Vlad Dukas or uh, Patrick Omeme. We can say bye bye to Omeme uh, because of some other signings that we'll talk about here in just a minute. Um, when I was talking about guys that we kept. Two in uh, two in in particular, Tracy Porter. After the um, the the way that he, he had a slow start to the year, but really came on and, and to the end, basically was the best corner we had uh, last season. Kyle uh, Kyle Fuller had his moments, but definitely did not shine outshine Tracy Porter. The Bears rewarded him with a three year deal worth twelve million dollars. And Zach Miller, we we let him test free agency. He actually had a visit with the L.A. Rams, but instead decided to stay home with the Bears. Two years, $5.5 million to remain uh, with the Bears. And because of the of move the Bears made a little bit later by trading Martellus Bennett, Martellus Bennett goes bye-bye. He's with the New England Patriots. Frankly, that scares the hell out of me. But uh, with uh, Bennett and Gronkowski on the same team, but uh, we don't play the Patriots this year. So unless we make it to the Super Bowl, that's the only time that Bennett and Gronkowski would be able to hurt us or the, <laughs> the only way that that trade would come back to bite us in the ass. What I loved about the trade um, with the Patriots was that the Bears, they gave up Bennett and a sixth-round pick to get a fourth-round pick from the New England Patriots. So the Bears gave up the 206th pick in the draft – and moved up to 127 uh, in the fourth round. So now the Bears have two picks in the fourth round and five overall with their first, second, and third round pick as well in the top 130 picks. The Bears going to have five of the top 130 prospects in this draft uh, this year. And you never know, those two fourth round picks could be used as ammunition to either move up in the draft, maybe we, we move up in the third round or the second, you know, something like that to, to get somebody that the Bears uh, really want so uh, Ryan Pace uh, multiplied his picks and he's got nine and the best part of it was when I looked into it that sixth round pick that the Bears got was originally New England's pick that was the that was the pick that we got for John Bostic when we traded John Bostic at the beginning of the season last year the Patriots gave up a six round pick which turned out to be 206 and we just gave it back to him 
So we <laughs> we got rid of uh, John Bostic essentially for nothing, but that's also what he gave to the Bears in his few years of, of service. So Martellus Bennett's gone. Zach Miller's going to be our starting tight end. And, um, you know, well, based on last year, that's probably not a bad that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, other things that the Bears did, a t- two-year, $10 million deal for Akeem Hicks, a defensive uh, defensive end in the 3-4, who is a monster, 6-6, like 3-15. He's a, he's a load for sure. With him and Eddie Goldman uh, up there with uh, Ego Ferguson, Will Sutton, and things like that, and uh, whatever the Bears may or may not add in the draft, that's automatically looking really good. And, you know, with the way that Lamar Houston and Willie Young – really improved at the end of the season or as the season went along. Last year, you got them on the other side of Pernell McPhee with Trevation and, and, and Freeman in the middle uh, at the linebacker. And then you got Hicks and Goldman and whoever our other defensive end will be. The front seven is a hell of a lot better than it was uh, after that game against the Detroit Lions. Tracy Porter is back. Kyle Fuller is, is in year number three. Now we just got to shore up that safety position Whatever the hole is, I mean, we got Adrian Amos, who was an outstanding rookie for us last year, you know, so I say going into the draft, as far as the defense is concerned, we need to get another defensive end, maybe another corner, and definitely a safety. That's still a concern uh, for the Bears as far as defensive needs uh, are concerned. Um, speaking of defensive uh, needs, Mitch Unrein, re-signed with the Bears two years, uh, 2.3 Million, Sheriff McManus, who was a great special teams player for us, signed a two-year deal to remain uh, in Chicago. And then here come the one-year deals. And two in particular, three, actually, that I'm very excited about. Number one, Deontay Thompson, uh, who was our, our kick returner at the, end of this year, at the end of the year primarily uh, on kickoffs, re-signed with the Bears on a one-year deal. And just yesterday... Actually, I think it was just made official today on April 1st. Omar Bolden, a safety slash kick returner from the Denver Broncos, signed with the Bears today. He will most likely be our punt returner because the Bears re-signed Mark Mariani uh, very early on in the free agent process, but re-signed Mariani. And the Bears have been like releasing these graphics. I follow them on Facebook. They released these graphics with the player and their position and such. It was wide receiver Mark Mariani that was re-signed, not wide receiver slash kick returner uh, Mark Mariani. And that actually made me happy to see that because I've gone on record since the end of the season that I think Mariani could be outstanding for us uh, in the slot, one of those guys coming across the middle. I mean, he was our leading receiver against Detroit week number 17 you know, 80 yards on six catches or whatever they were. It just seemed like the guy never made a catch that wasn't for a first down. He could easily be the Wes Welker uh, in our offense and such, and I think that he would definitely uh, be up for it. You know, um, Alshon Jeffrey signed his um, his uh, franchise tender, so he's definitely staying in Chicago. They are diligently working on a, on a long-term deal for him. Kevin White, according to Ryan Pace, is 100% healthy and will be ready to go when uh, OTA start a little bit later this month here in April. And, uh, you know, Marquise Wilson, I think he's going to get one more shot. We re-signed Josh Bellamy. Deontay Thompson, he did catch a ball or two last year for the Bears, so doing much better on the wide receiver position. And... You never know with the way some of these mock drafts have been falling, because I'm a draft nerd myself. I like to read the mock drafts. 
you never know if Ryan Pace is a true best player available guy, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, the best receiver in this upcoming draft from Mississippi, may be there for the Bears to steal at number 11. I mean, Treadwell, White, and Jeffrey, just one, two, and three right there. Not a bad combination. I mean, the Bears have bigger needs than adding another receiver to it, but if we're looking at best player available, that's what Ryan Pace, that's something Ryan Pace could do. So keep your eye on that possibility. So Mariani is back. Looks like he's going to primarily be a receiver, which I love. We re-signed Deontay Thompson. We brought in Omar Bolden. So it looks like we got better on special teams. Um, Jacquez Rogers, who only got about four or five games before breaking his arm last year, re-signed with the Bears as well. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Josh Bellamy came in. We re-signed Sam Acho, and I love that. He wasn't the biggest contributor on defense, but he just seemed like he was one of those emotional uh, firecracker kind of guys. Like he really had his thumb on the pulse of the, the locker room. You know, you really kind of saw the guys rally around him and things like that. I think he's, he's one of those guys that's probably better for the locker room than he is on the field, but definitely happy that we brought him back uh, as well as we did uh, Chris Przinski who was the hero of the Green Bay game, forced, this, forced a fumble on Eddie Lacy that kind of turned the tide in that football game on Thanksgiving night uh, for the Bears. Played well in, in relief of, uh, of uh, oh, God, Antroll. That's his name, Antroll, who uh, spent the majority of the season hurt and was hurt on Thanksgiving night when Brzezinski started for him uh, in that game. Uh, other signings, uh, Rob Hausler, the tight end, uh, brought him back uh, to the Bears as well. Aaron Brewer is going to be our brand-new long snapper, signed him away from the Denver Broncos. Uh, let's see. And then two big signings in the last two days, uh, Manny Ramirez, the offensive guard of most recently from the Detroit Lions, but two years ago, three years ago actually, 2013 was the starting center for Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos when they scored six trillion points and went to Super Bowl 48 where they were appropriately destroyed by the Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, number one offense in the history of regular season football. He was their starting center. And Ted Larson, an offensive guard from the Arizona Cardinals, has started 26 games over the last two years. For them, most recently, I think he started 10 games for them last year. Um, started, started some at left guard for Mike Upati uh, when he was suffering an injury for the Cardinals last year. So that that is why I say probably that's why I say goodbye to Vladimir Dukas and Patrick Omeme because we got Larson and Ramirez, two guys that um, are signing to be backups. And I think actually Ramirez might be in competition with Grasso to be our starting center. You never know because Hironis did a good job, but he did so because we needed him to, not because he was the best center that we had on the team. You know what I mean? Will Montgomery was our starter when the year came out, and Grassu was, was kind of forced into duty, had his moments and did, very, did well, but you know that wasn't the plan. He was supposed to sit and watch in 2015, not be a significant uh, contributor you know, or a starter. But, um, you know, so he may or may not be in competition with Manny Ramirez going into the start of the season, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And like I said, Larson, 26 games over the last two years for the Cardinals, who are a very successful regular season team. Uh, at least I think 10 or 10 wins or 11 wins last year, 13 or so uh, this year. So this guy contributed to a, to a football team that's done very, very well over the last couple of uh, 
season. So uh, in other news, we already talked about Martellus Bennett being traded away, so he's no longer a, a locker room problem or a public relations problem for the Bears because the guy can't seem to stop saying things in the media. Um, Shay McClellan, a three-year, $9 million deal to join the New England Patriots. And I said on Football is America, and, you know, let's be honest. The Bears misused McClellan his entire career. He was, an, he was a 3-4 outside linebacker, a, a smaller one at that. You know, he's, he's 6-2, he's about 250 pounds, and we tried to make him a 4-3 defensive end. That did not work. In fact, it went very badly. Aside from the one night that he injured Aaron Rodgers, we never really knew McClellan was out there. Then we moved him to outside linebacker in 2014. Also a huge disaster. 2015, we see improvement. He's an inside linebacker. He's doing okay. But still, most of the time when you're looking at highlights uh, of bear games and, and things are going wrong, you're watching McClellan chase the guy who's got the ball and he's running away from Shea. He's always in the background looking very confused and frustrated all at the same time. He was misused his entire time uh, in Chicago. So I hope for his sake and his sake alone that he's used properly in New England and can flourish the way that he did in Boise State well enough to make himself a first-round pick. But on a personal note, as a Bear fan, he's not our problem anymore. So God bless him, and off he goes. So, you know, from what I hear, McClellan's a really great person, you know, from like Jeff Dickerson and things like that. He's a good guy. Just like I said, was miscast in every position the Bears tried to fit him into and never played the position that made him a first-round pick in the first place. And hopefully New England will do right by him and let him play outside linebacker out there. They need a replacement, that's for sure. They just traded away Chandler Jones uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. So one of their best pass rushers, they just let him go. So maybe McClellan will be out there to help out with that. Uh, Jermont Bushrod, after being let go from the Bears, signed a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins to rejoin Adam Gase and his offense. And then this uh, guy, I don't know, maybe you heard about him, this uh, running back that we've had, Matt uh, Forty, for, for T, for, whatever, what, something, something like that. He just signed a three-year deal with the New York Jets and got all pissy about the fact that the Bears tried to sign uh, C.J. Anderson in, in free agency, which, you know, he was, uh, you know, C.J. Anderson is 25, 24, 25 years old, and Forte is going to be 31 at some point during the, uh, during the season. So I don't really see what he's got to complain about. You know, the, the younger, cheaper option, even as a free agent, than Forte. So, you know, what's he complaining about? But he's gone, also not our problem anymore, rejoins uh, Brandon Marshall and Kellen Davis in New York with the Jets. So uh, speaking of uh, C.J. Anderson, uh, the Bears lost out on him. He signed an offer sheet with the Dolphins that was matched by the Broncos. So actually, in, in the end, C.J. Anderson goes nowhere. He stays uh, in Denver. Uh, the Bears had interest in Jared Cook, a tight end, first with Tennessee, then with the Rams, signed a one-year deal with the Green Bay Packers. We actually signed Josh Hill, a tight end from the Saints, to a three-year deal. Uh, it was a restricted – he was a restricted free agent, so the Saints had a chance to match the offer, and they did. So we ended up losing out on Josh Hill as well. And Jermaine Gresham, uh, tight end from the Arizona Cardinals, formerly a first-round pick with the Cincinnati Bengals, 
also visited the Bears, did not sign a contract, re-signed with the Cardinals. Uh, I mentioned Tayshawn Gibson signed with Jacksonville, as did Malik Jackson. And there were heavy talks about the Bears being interested or being in the running for uh, guard Jeff Allen from the Kansas City Chiefs, who signed a multi-year deal with the Houston Texans. So those are some of the guys that the Bears were targeting or that you know were rumored to be looking at or and so on that uh, they lost out on. And then uh, <laughs> one thing when I was going through free agent transactions, I saw Jamarcus Webb signed a two-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. So he gets to go and uh, make sure that Russell Wilson continues to struggle uh, in pass protection. You know, can, you know, takes a beating from the defensive linemen who uh, are going to blow right past Jamarcus Webb and murder him to the ground. So, um, so he gets to go and, and ruin Seattle Seahawks fan hopes on pass protection for their beloved and coveted quarterback in uh, Russell Wilson. So... Speaking of the Jets, there was an interesting moment on Twitter, I think day two, day three of the free agent period. There was a tweet that came out that said that the Bears and the Jets were in agreement on a trade that would bring Muhammad Wilkerson, their defensive end, who had 12 sacks in a 3-4 defense last year. And he's one of the down three linemen. 12 sacks for basically an interior defensive lineman is outstanding. No one's done that since Warren Sapp did it in like 1999. It's been a long time since a uh, down lineman has done something like that, um, you know, from, from the inside, um, that the Bears were in agreement to trade uh, Martellus Bennett and a second-round pick to the Jets for Muhammad Wilkerson. Now, on the face of it, I hated the trade because of the second-round pick. I thought, if we're giving them Bennett, why are we giving them a second-round pick as well? You know, if we're giving them Bennett, then it should be like maybe Bennett and a th maybe a third. Maybe I would be okay with a third. A fourth would probably be more like a fourth-round pick and Martellus Bennett for Muhammad Wilkerson. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about as far as trade value is concerned. I've never really looked at that whole what the trade value chart is, you know, how many points a fourth round pick would be or, or whatever. So let's just say a third round pick and Bennett for Muhammad Wilkerson, that I would have been okay with. A second round pick, no way. Especially since the Bears are picking in the top 10 in the second round. No way, it's way too high, you know. And, um, but it turns out about 10, 15 minutes later that somebody hacked that particular tweet account, Twitter account, and threw that out there. Because a few minutes after that tweet went live, that guy was like, no, wait, I didn't say that. Or like, I think somebody put tweets out there crediting this guy as the source. And he's like, I never said that. It never happened. Turned out to be a lie the whole time. So Bear fans were rejoicing and then heartbroken all at the same time because Muhammad Wilkerson, probably the best, one of the best, if not the best um, defensive end for 3-4 in the game right now was a bear and then he wasn't because it wasn't true so kind of a heartbreaking moment to have it go down the way it did and it's still rumored i just actually read an article on espn before i started the show still rumored that chicago is one of the top destinations for wilkerson to go if the jets can't sign him to a long-term uh long-term deal because, uh, you know, Wilkerson wants to get paid and they may not be able to, uh, to, to do it or to make terms that is happy. Number one, the Bears, like I said, $23 million in salary cap space. So we have the room to give Wilkerson $12, 13 $14 million uh, a season. 
And, um, you know, we also have nine draft picks. So maybe, you know, we give a couple of those up and, uh, you know, or something, I don't know, to to make it happen. Um, you know, would Muhammad Wilkerson be worth the 11th pick in the draft? Would he be worth the 41st pick in the draft, our second round choice, to, to be able to to get him and, and, and everything? To, you know, would, would you would you make the trade? Would you go for a proven in his prime defensive end in Muhammad Wilkerson that would definitely, definitely have a strong impact on our defensive line over an unproven rookie draft choice in the first or second round? I mean, it's difficult to say. I mean, it is and it isn't at the same time. I mean, obviously, it's like, man, I just, I just made that sound like the smartest deal in the world. Like, take a proven guy over someone you have no idea what you're going to get out of him or, you know, the cheaper, safer option would be to go with the draft pick and, you know, build that, build it that way and so on and so forth. But Wilkerson's only 26 years old. He's definitely still in his prime. He's got many good years left. I don't know. It's a tough choice. And the Bears are rumored to be on the top of the list as far as possible destinations for Wilkerson if a trade is to come about. So I'm uh, definitely, definitely intrigued by the possibility of, uh, of what could happen there. And, um, you know, I don't know what I'd be willing to give up to get our hands on him, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I think that I would do it. I think that I would. If, if it was a first round pick, it would suck to giving up the 11th pick in the draft. But I think, you know, if the Bears had a chance to take Muhammad Wilkerson 11th in the draft, I think they would do it. You know what I mean? Um, There's still, when you look at mock drafts and things like that still has the Bears taking a, a down lineman or a pass rusher uh, at number 11. You know, having that guy could easily, just by the fact that he's got to take up bodies, could make Houston and Young and McPhee better pass rushers just by the fact that, you know, he's taking up somebody who could, you know, he's taking up the traffic. They're going to have to double-team Wilkerson, and that's leaving McPhee one-on-one with somebody or Houston or Young that's, you know, are strong pass rushers to get to the quarterback. Having him out there with Hicks and Goldman just swallowing that offensive line could be huge, huge for the Bears. It's almost, it's almost foolish not to do it, you know. So hopefully – you know, if the Bears pull the trigger on something like that, it's a smart move uh, from Pace. He doesn't give up a, a king's ransom of picks or or anything like that. Like we don't mortgage our future to get this guy uh, on the team. And I think that based on his moves up to this point, I think we can trust Ryan Pace not to do that. But if the Bears have an opportunity to go and get this guy, I definitely think we should at the very least listen. Listen to what the Jets want and see if we can make it happen and then get with Wilkerson and see what kind of salary demands he has and see if we can make that happen uh, as well. So because I think that if I mean, just look at what happened in Super Bowl 50, the way the defense dominated uh, the Panthers and, uh, you know, how it dominated the AFC all season long, how well that defense played and uh, how well it carried what, what, what turned out to be a very mediocre offense, even with Peyton Manning at the helm uh, last year in the Super Bowl. Their offense was terrible, but because their defense was so dominating, it didn't matter. So, I mean, the Bears were better on offense than the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. So, you know, we can definitely do some things, especially with a healthy offense, that uh, if we had a defense even close to what the, the Broncos had last year, 
we'd be in pretty good shape going into 2016. So it's definitely something the Bears should explore if it's a conversation the Jets want to have. So listen to what the Jets want. We got salary cap space to, to sign Wilkerson. And, uh, you know, the salary cap's only going to go up. So we, we're, we've got the money to absorb whatever it is he's going to ask. And like I said, he's in his prime. He's proven he's a pro bowler. We're running the defense that he flourished in in New York. So it's not like we're trying to convert him to a 4-3 defensive end or trying to stuff him uh, to the inside on, on the 4-3. It's a 3-4 defensive running just like he did in the, with the Jets. And he flourished there. Uh, 12 sacks last year, made a pro bowl appearance, was an all-pro that's somebody that, um, like I said, if the Bears have a chance to get their hands on them, they should definitely, definitely have a conversation with the Jets to see what it is they want to make it happen. So anyway, I think that's all I have as far as free agency uh, is concerned. So just want to mention again, uh, next week we're going to have Scott Wright from DraftCountdown.com uh, on the show to, to preview uh, the NFL draft and Talk about the draft in general for a bit and then, of course, focus on our beloved Chicago Bears. And, um, you know, how are the Bears approaching this draft differently than they did uh, a year ago? You know, Pace, um, even as in his introductory press conference, I mentioned this several times, said that free agency is to be used as a tool so that you can draft the best player available and, you know, basically get as much talent as you can on the team because you can always find a place for a talented player to play. And, um, you know, with how well the Bears did in the draft last year, despite our first round pick not playing a down for us, you know, four out of the five remaining picks were key contributors last year and will most likely all be starting again this year as well. Um, you know, our second round pick, A.D. Goldman, third rounder, and Grasso is, is at least going to be in competition to start at center again. Jeremy Lankford's going to be our starting running back unless something else happens. And Adrian Amos is our free safety of the future. So it's, uh, you know, Teo Fabeluge, who is a backup offensive tackle, was the only other pick that didn't play uh, last year. And then Kevin White was out with an injury. But I know that we're all expecting good things from him when he's healthy and ready to go this year in 2016. So. You know, how differently are the Bears approaching it? Because they've, in my opinion, knocked it out of the park as far as, you know, when it talk about the, the money and the, the years and the numbers, um, you know, it's like they, the Bears signed Trevathan, Massey, and Freeman. That's $54 million for Trevathan, Massey, and, and Freeman. $24 million for Trevathan. 18 for Massey, 12 for Freeman. That's $54 million in three players. What Jacksonville paid, actually, that's, no, you're going to have to throw in Tracy Porter. Just about everybody that the Bears signed, the, title, the total value of their contracts, $24 million for Trevathan, 18 for Massey, 12 for Freeman, 12 for Porter, 10 for Hicks. That's 10 and 12 is 22 plus 12 is 34 plus 18 is 52 plus 24 76 million dollars for those six or seven players that i named and jacksonville signed malik jackson for 90 million over six seasons so jacksonville got one guy for what it took the bears to sign six and 
granted, Jacksonville had about $80 million in salary cap space uh, to burn, and from what I understand, their contract guy is doing things in a way where he's front-loading these contracts so that while the, while the Jags have all this salary cap space, they can burn it up by front-loading these contracts to entice these guys to come down there. So maybe in the long run, Jacksonville's not screwing themselves. However, when you just look at the economics of it, the Bears filled up some major holes on their defense and, you know, uh, shored up uh, some some problems on the offensive line in what it took Jacksonville to sign one guy away from the def- the Denver uh, Broncos. And and looking at the, the money that these guys signed for and even the, the short-term deals, three years for Massey, three for Freeman, two years for Akeem, for Akeem Hicks, it, it says to me that whatever, whatever, Pace and Fox are selling these guys, these guys are buying it. Like they're, they're already bought in before they've even set foot on the field for the Bears. They're bought in. Like they're willing to take less money from Chicago to be a part of what's going on in Chicago than they would be to sign for more uh, in, in other places. So it, it, to me, it says a lot about that because the scariest thing in the world is trying to defeat someone or something that believes in itself. If you, you know, like belief and, you know, confidence in that belief and so on and so forth is extremely dangerous. It, it can make you do things that you did not think were possible before just because you believed you can do it. Maybe you're not even physically capable of it, but somehow you pulled it off because you believed you could. You know, it's one of those things. And if, if these guys are already, you know, bought in before they put a helmet on, before they've taken, you know, one moment in practice or sat down in a meeting to talk strategy on anything. I think things are definitely headed in the right direction uh, for the bears. So I'm having a hard time. It's, it's going to be a couple more weeks before the schedule comes out. And um, depending on when that actually happens, we'll definitely have a show about it. I think it's probably going to be between the, the draft preview and the draft review. Cause it always comes out about a week or so before the draft so we'll have a show where we talk about the the schedule and the applications of it and you know with the nfc east and afc south in the schedule i doubt you're going to hear me come out and say guys we're going to start out zero and three because this is a brutal brutal schedule that we have and it couldn't start out any worse for us than it will i don't think we're going to have that even by a little bit this year <laughs> it's just with the two worst divisions in football being our out of conference opponents this year and with the the Bucks and the 49ers back on the schedule as well. I think we're going to be in good shape. We'll see how how the schedule falls as to how I think wins and losses might happen, but um you know, I would say on the conservative side, at the very least the Bears at, at I think at worst we should be a 500 football team this year and that's I think that's the worst of it. That's I think that's the bad end. Like we should be almost disappointed at eight and eight this year. I think we should definitely be a winning football team at least nine games, ten, and that you never know that could be you know put us on the back end of a playoff uh, berth this year. So I'm buying in as well. I I really like what the Bears are doing. Uh, you know, just reading between the lines on how these how much these guys are signing for, how much they could possibly get elsewhere, but what they're signing for to be here tells me that I think that Pace and Fox are putting something special uh, together. So really interested and really looking forward to see what's going to, uh, what's going to happen there uh, in the future. So 
anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, be sure to check us out uh, when we come back for the draft preview with Scott Wright from DraftCountdown.com. Also, be sure to check us out. F- check me out on the Football Is America podcast. FootballIsAmerica.com is the website. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, we actually record the live the show live on Rabble from time to time. So be sure to check out when when we're actually recording the show and so on and so forth to hear us uh, on the air as well. Uh, Ron, who is you know. Ron Rugg has been on the show many times, has been trying to get me to do a live show on Rabble, so maybe he might be able to talk me into doing that, and I would definitely keep you guys posted on uh, when I would be doing that, so keep your eyes on the uh, the Facebook page uh, for the Chicago Bears Review. So be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Shy Bears Review, C-H-I Bears Review, and uh, taking a page out of the Football is America uh, book, I am... Uh, looking into doing other things with social media this year like I've kind of I still really don't know how the app works but I've kind of gotten into Snapchat so maybe during the football season I'll be doing like knee-jerk reaction on Snapchat kind of just an idea that I had to you know like what the blank is we doing and so on and what the why would Fox what the hell you know or how can you fumble there Lankford and so on and so forth maybe those will be the the Snapchats that I put out there this year. Just an idea that I'm playing with. Also talking about maybe, you know, doing an Instagram or, you know, Tumblr or whatever for the Chicago Bears. If you definitely want to get more involved and more interactive with you guys. So keep that uh, keep that in mind, and I'll let you know if and when uh, that stuff happens. So that is going to do it for our free agency review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come back next weekend when we have Scott Wright our uh, draft uh, preview so until then my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.